Philippines, known for being food, famous for being farts. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why beans are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Three wonderful guests join me this week. Michael Swaim, Abe Epperson, and Adam Ganser are returning guests to this show. They're many wonderful things. They're also part of the Small Beans Comedy Podcasting Network and Patreon and more. Small Beans Please check it out if you haven't before. I, I think I talk about it on the show a lot, and I, I should talk about it even more, like right now. Also, you may remember Adam Ganser and Abe Epperson from the episode about Grapefruit, or you may know Michael Swaim from the episode about The Great Gatsby, or from he and I making an entire podcast about Kurt Vonnegut entitled Kurt Vonnegut's. Anyway, normally I'd launch straight into where we're taping this. I also want to ease you into a change in where I am taping. Because I've already given patrons a heads up about this and, and talked about it on my social media. But for those of you who don't know, I'd like to let you know that I've moved cities. My fiance got a great new job in New York, and the move is great for me too. And this is the first ever episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, taped in our new location, New York City. Anyway, even with the move, this podcast keeps right on happening. I love making it, easy to make it here. There is one change right here, right now. I've gathered all of our zip codes for this taping and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Lenape people. And I do want to say I've, I've done some research on this area already for past guests who were here, and I'm excited to get to do more as we get more settled. There may be more learnings to get into. Also, lots to say in the future about the significance of the land I previously taped the show on. Anyhow, beyond my location, let's acknowledge that Michael recorded this on the traditional land of the Ohlone people, acknowledge Abe and Adam each recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina Wartongva and Keech and Chumash peoples, and acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about... Beans. It's a straightforward topic. It's also an incredibly vast topic. We're not trying to talk about every kind of bean or every cultural role beans have played. As always, we try to find some of the most interesting, shocking, astounding things about an enormous topic, and I think we had an amazing time doing it. I also found that with this show, it probably references more past episodes of the podcast than any other episode has before. You don't need to have heard them. It just It's just that beans interlock with a lot of things, turns out. You can really, really mix them up real good. Anyway, that's all the setup you need. Please sit back or sit over a big old bowl of rice and beans from La Isla de Cuchifritos, which is near the Knickerbocker Avenue stop on the M train, Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Michael Swaim, Abe Epperson, and Adam Ganser. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Uh. 
Michael, Abe, Adam, this is such a thrilling group for a thrilling topic. Any of you can start, but how do you feel about beans? Oh, that's oh boy, that not that just an invitation? <laughs> Any of you can start. I mean, yeah, because when you mention beans, I surge with passion, so it's hard to hold myself at bay. <laughs> now, uh, I, I recently came to respect and, and appreciate beans a little more because I was on a very restrictive diet for <laughs> two months, two and a half months, uh. which included no beans. And I got to say, there is stuff that you get over. Like, it's true Mm. that if you don't have sugar for a while, you stop craving it and you realize it's a drug that's put into all of our food. But I really wanted beans and it stayed true. And then I finally had beans and beans are good, man. Especially the refried bean. Oh, Mm. heavenly. Um, So I love beans. I consider them a superfood, not in nutritional sense. I just think, hey, they're super. They're great. (laughs) And that was temporary. And now you're back. Now you're in. I'm all, yeah, all I eat is beans now. It's a weirdly yeah, restrictive yeah. in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Having a hard time, Alex. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty indifferent when it comes to beans. Now that I think about it, I thought I was going to be agree with Michael, but I'm going to actually say no. I don't care for beans. I don't think about beans. It's weird that we named ourselves Small Beans uh, because I guess I always thought it was like, because if we are, if we're going to be small beans until we be big beans, you know, it's like the idea is that we grow. And, but I always thought of beans as like money, you know, like pennies or something like that. Mm. So I've no like, you meta- thought small beans was going to equate to a bunch of money. And to you, that's beans. That's beans, baby. And I, I don't, have, I have some bad news <laughs> for you, sir. <laughs> I know <laughs> no, it's like, uh, you know, honestly, beans as a food, never been, uh, Never been like way into them, but I do. I, I'm pretty lukewarm on beans. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm here to but say. But we did, yeah. We named a small business after it because we do see them as a symbol of growth. I think mm-hmm. that's what I think of when I think of be- you know, in, yeah. in like preschool, the little bean in the cup experiment you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet it's the first plant a lot of us grew as people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Of any kind. Abe, where or Adam, where do you land on beans? Um, I like them. Uh, I don't think they belong everywhere. Uh, there's some places that people are sticking beans and I'm like, no, uh, like for instance, <laughs> nachos, every time somebody puts a bean of any kind in nachos, I'm like, you're, you're ruining this chip and cheese thing that I'm doing here. You know what I mean? Like, so oh. I, I have like, I, I have beans need to be corralled into an appropriate space is my general take. <laughs> Will you do a, like a clean, shiny red kidney bean on a salad? Uh, I will if that salad is dressed in vinaigrette, but you put any kind of ranch on that bean and it's, <laughs> okay. uh, it's, yeah. Adam's yeah, got very specific right. bean feelings. <laughs> that thing's an abomination to me. Folks, you can't see, but Adam yeah. is rolling in a very large flow chart of bean, <laughs> I like you know, that we for all... and against decisions when you cook. Listen, let me tell you what you can put on a legume. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the three of us have a very, like representative bean opinion of things you know lukewarm we got a goldilocks i'm also lobbying for the idea that coffee beans should have a different name yeah uh because i feel like coffee beans are a totally different thing like why can't we just go with pellets or whatever Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like uh that would make me feel better than i would feel you know (laughs) (laughs) coffee rocks coffee nugs yeah oh yeah coffee dirt yeah i love it We'll talk about that in a sec, too, because the word bean gets used for a ton of seeds and fruits and other things where it's sort of fuzzy. And and coffee bean is probably way on the end of it's not really a bean. It it should have a different name. Right. 
It is very, it's a broad category. Garbanzo beans give us hummus. Yeah. Come on. The humble bean. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Good things come from beans. But I don't want a garbanzo. (laughs) I don't want a garbanzo in its entire form. I want it in taste form only. You want the milk toast (laughs) refried beans. You don't even feel the beans. You just want the bean dip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just sneaking the beans in there. Yeah, sneak it in there. Yep. Adam's slapping the Mm -hmm. part of the flow chart where it says sneak it in there. Sneak it in there. <laughs> he's bringing down a bunch of multicolored cellophane overlays, and he's bringing in string and thumbtacks. It's not a good time. It might be a little early for this, but I'd like to plug my bean cookbook. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just 80 pages of go- of pictures where it goes, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want to put oh, a bean yeah, in there. You don't want to be in that. You don't want to be in that. Yeah, it's it's half it's half cocktails. None of them have beans in it. <laughs> Just a picture of nachos. How about nachos instead, buddy? <laughs> Here's how to roast a big duck, yeah. and it just never ever yeah. addresses. That's yeah. our <laughs> never addresses a bean. So I guess Alex, yeah. to encom- to answer your question, we encompass all possible feelings yeah. one can have about beans. So, <laughs> so pick a direction, <laughs> Alex, because we're clearly going. Yeah, we yeah. the world's which, your oyster, dude. Which one it of us is, is right? Dad, one of us is right. Dad, I mean, right? Alex, can you tell us <laughs> who's right? Sure. <laughs> Of all the topics on the show so far, it's one of the most vast ones. Like, it's almost like asking, how do you mm. feel about vegetables? Or, and it's like, well, mm. a lot of ways. Like, some of them are filthy to me, and some are my favorite thing to be healthy. And all, you know, like, there's so right. many beans. Uh, you know, hard to pick just one mm. green bean to mm-hmm. kidney bean, mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. So little time. But, and, uh, and thinking of how uh, coffee beans don't count and other things like that, I think we can get into the first chunk of the show. Because on every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. And this week, that's in a segment called, Where the stats in the cradle numbers coming soon, With little boy Schmidt and Michael Eben Adam in the moon, When they're coming on, we all know when, And we're gonna learn some stat facts then, Whoa yeah, we're gonna learn some stat facts then. Ah, uh, yes. Harry Chapin's <laughs> statistics I period never, he went through. I don't know what it is about this bit, but you've been doing it for like 10 years. Uh, the and it always works for me. I don't know what it is. The earnestness. I just love it. I love the singing. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I've been, I've been mailing a decade of tapes to Adam Ganser. No one else gets them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I, that album's coming soon. <laughs> the album's coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that great idea was submitted by a wonderful patron, Caitlin Kochka. Thank you, Caitlin. And we have a new name for this segment every week. Please make it as silly and wacky as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to SipPod at gmail.com. Straight into the numbers. The first one here is more than 17,000. And more than 17,000 is the number of plant species in the family Leguminosae, which is also known as Fabaceae. And uh, either way, the the source for that is a book called Beans, A Global History by Natalie Rachel Morris, who's a food systems instructor at Arizona State University. Tons and tons of plants are in this family. It includes a bunch of things we call beans, also peas, lentils, clover, alfalfa, and some weeds. So massive family. Weed is a bean. A weed. No, not wheat. Yeah. Oh, 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 not wheat. Okay. Yeah, I mumbled. My whole yeah. world was yeah, coming crashing. Yeah, beef is a bean too, right? <laughs> pork, <laughs> pork chops you just start is a learning bean. Uh, Everything's yeah. beans. Yeah. Democracy is a bean. Form of bean. I know you were confused about the wheat part, but weeds are beans. 
Yeah, she says there's a plate called Vetch that's a good example. That's a weed. And I and had it. not heard of it before. But a lot of a lot of things that we just see as like sort of a random greenish plant that is in the way of crops, that's actually that's from right. this family, Leguminosae. Because only a subset of them are actually edible yeah. or in, of interest to humans at all. That's how it all works, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 17,000. What's what's the unifying beanness to use a platonic term? <laughs> right. uh, what is the beanness that unites them all? What is the form of bean here? Yeah, and that with with this episode, it's very fuzzy, but we're basically going to cover stuff that is scientifically a bean and also just feels like a bean to me. Mm-hmm. Right, because like, because like, oh, I love, great, I love there's it. stuff I love like this. peanuts and peas and lentils and things that are legumes, but I feel like they're just different and they're their own episode. Uh, but we're gonna do green beans, which are sort of an unripe fruit of these plants, all the way to kidney beans, navy beans, uh, black beans, everything else. Great, Wonderful. that's the beans for today. Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Is seven seventeen thousand sounds like a lot, but I wonder relative to like how many kinds of potatoes are there? Aren't there many thousands of those? I, I don't know. Right, context. That's a number that means nothing to me contextually, but it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's also I find it difficult to react to a large number when it comes to like species. Because of how mythical the rainforest is in my mind from my childhood, where it's like there are 180,000 species of undiscovered spiders in this like one square of the right. rainforest. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah, I love like, that. So it's a little it's a little hard. It's a little hard to like, <laughs> is that a lot of beans? It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot of beans. Right. No, it's but is it? it says so I thought there were famously a ton of potatoes and Google's telling me. Uh, there are between like a thousand and four thousand varieties of potato, so I think seventeen thousand is okay. pretty impressive. Yeah, and I assume it's beans. by it's the way impressive. in which yeah. it grows, some characteristic of the growth process and the genetic kind of way in which it comes about and generates a, a bean-like yeah. thing that we go. That's like a bean that I've seen, and it like the fruit part, right? That's what it, the bean. The usually what we eat. Mm-hmm. That's like considered the fruit part even though they don't yeah, call it but that. it sounds like you don't want to eat vetch beans or like, like the weed one <laughs> like some are fr- more like fruits some are more like seeds and there's also we'll talk about how there are old world and new world beans at the same time even though you wouldn't think that would happen like there, there's mm. a lot of difficulty in pinning down what a bean is or not and partly it's because people who named plants just called them beans even though yeah. a coffee bean is like a seed from a shrub or tree Right. And a vanilla bean, like we talk about on the vanilla episode of the show, is is a fruit from an orchid. It's not from the same thing at all. You know, there's there's a lot of random plants that get called beans. Very confusing. This also raises the theoretical possibility of a 17,000 bean salad. Yes. Oh. <laughs> United Nations, one of each bean. A bean I would love everyone. to see you eat that from a chalice. Oh, that would uh-huh. really light up my day. Now we're big beans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing it, baby. Yeah, actually, that's one thing about beans is if you throw them all in a soup, they they all can hang out. Like that that is not a weird soup. Oh, this you know, undermines oh, yeah. your entire worldview on yeah. beans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe like like when they're combined, they're sort of like Captain Planet, sure. where it's like, yeah, all right, yeah. sure. You can all be a super thing. Sure. Michael, Michael, if you see the part of Adam's chart where it just looks like an amazing galaxy and there's just this whirl of things happening, that's that's soups. That's the soup part of the chart. That's, yeah. yeah. He's it's acknowledging, a... <laughs> he's leaving space for soup, as you must. Yes. 
the supernova, as I call it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, supernova. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was for I you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the demo last week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, so this will cover kind of as many beans as we can manage. And again, stuff like peanuts, peas, lentils. They are leguminous, but I think they're kind of their own episode because they just feel different to me, which I know is not totally scientific. But that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. Great. Sure. And the, the next number here, straight to beans that feel like beans, the next number is three. And three is the number of plants involved in what's called the Three Sisters Farming Practice, which is common in Native North America. Uh, also going to link a great article by Professor Christina Gish-Hill of Iowa State University about people doing it in the modern day. But the Three Sisters system is you grow beans and squash and corn all together, like in the same field, in the same spot, and they just work together as plants when they grow. Oh wow! I wonder how they discovered that. I want, it must have been by accident, right? Like they were growing all those things together, and like, oh, this works. What do you mean by works? What do you mean by works? What's the benefit? Yeah, so they each like they each do a cool thing. What happens is the corn is tall, and then that becomes a trellis for the beans to grow up, and then the squash leaves cast shade that keeps moisture and nutrients in the ground, and that that helps the other two plants. And then the beans return nitrogen to the soil, which the other two plants can consume. I think that last thing they just sort of discovered by it, things growing good. But That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I thought they were all going to be like complicated soil stuff. But I love that it's just like, no, no, no. The structural, like you probably could noodle that out, uh, you know. Oh, I'm going to trellis my beans on this on this right. corn. Oh, hey, it has these big, broad leaves. I'll plant some ground cover. That's really cool. I was just visiting some friends on a working farm in upstate Michigan, and they just started doing this, the Three Sisters thing. Oh, amazing. And I pretended, oh, cool. I pretended to understand what it was in context, oh. and now I know. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, 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 the Three Sisters. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, Charlotte. <laughs> the Brates. Yeah. <laughs> the, farm, the farming sisters. But now I know that that's that's what my pals in Michigan are doing. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, in, in hindsight, do you feel that you embarrassed yourself, or did you get away with it? You think? I think the Bronte reference was pretty hoity-toity. I don't yeah. know. If anything, I, I shamed them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like everybody sort of nodded at each other. Like yeah. we understand. They're like you're right. We're yeah, we're yeah. people of the dirt. We don't understand yeah. literary references. Man, you, no. I've read Little Women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have the security of when someone's dropping knowledge and you feel intimidated. You have to drop knowledge back. I drop other knowledge. That is just unrelated knowledge. Yeah, unrelated yeah. knowledge that you feel is superior. Yeah. It's like an intellectual samurai battle. Yeah. You know, like who's gonna go lowest here? Uh, <laughs> who's gonna break eye contact first? Well, yeah. If you don't know the Bronte sisters, they're an amazing escape hatch for any situation you're in. Right? Just bring them. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> That's, That's what they're most famous for. It's just a way out of yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and that that's uh that's amazing you've seen that I, I don't think i've ever actually been to a farm or where it, it's happening so that, that's very neat to know beans are a very useful crop across all of agriculture too because they can grow and be harvested pretty quickly and also they return nitrogen to the soil so it's a, a natural version of sort of refertilizing a lot of soil for a lot of plants if you want to Mm. Mm -hmm. Is this the only arrangement where they sister beans together with other plants, or is that like a normal, more widespread practice in farming? Apparently it's pretty common also in agriculture where you do like an entire crop of one thing and then plant some beans before the next round. 
sort of thing. But this Three Sisters is very special yeah. for everything at once together <clears throat> in the same spot. Kind of like a different uh, approach to following uh, where you follow the yeah. soul, soil. Yeah, I, I pronounce yeah. it as following, but I've only ever read it, so I don't really know. I yeah. also do. Yeah. Oh, I'm a hick. I just didn't want to make so. Abe feel like a hick. Yeah. But let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. beans sound really clutch in this situation, or almost like the universal donor. I know re-nitrogenizing the soil is a very good superpower for a plant. Yeah. Highly mm-hmm. sought after. It's just yeah. amazing. It's Go really good that so many yeah. of them can do it. Yeah. Speaking of helping us a lot, next number here is 70%. Seven zero. And that is the increase in monthly U.S. bean sales that we saw in March of 2020. Uh, um, of course. Huh. Stockpiling. Of course. People were, people were like burying it with toilet paper in their backyard. Oh, uh, that's yes. what's going on. Okay. Yeah, March of 2020. Yeah. Everybody Why bought... the bean? Why the simple noble bean as the thing they, to hoard? Everyone turned to like 1890s America. It was just like, we got to get every single thing there is. Get the kerosene and the lantern. <laughs> yeah. Bad luck to kill a seabird. <laughs> what was the Goya beans thing? Not to oh. drop the mood, but like, was that involved at all? Or am I thinking of, yeah. is, is my time incorrect? That was, uh, Trump endorsed him like later in 2020, I think in the summer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're positing that maybe there was just a surge in bean sales because Trump Trump's, supported Goya yeah, beans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I think it's the hoarding doomer thing. It must be. Of course. They're right. a staple. It's, it's just like so rice. weird. Yeah. Like everybody ran back to this weird period of time where like this is what I'd have to do to survive an apocalypse. It's cans of beans, it's toilet paper, it's kerosene lanterns, it's uh <laughs> probably need to get a horse. How am I gonna get a horse? I don't know. Uh you know, like tiny it's horse. So weird. Yeah, Buy Adam Ganser's pocket bean yeah. chart so you know what to do with the beans when you make it through the you other side. You know, which side. things not to put it in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you feed the horse the beans. Oh, we forgot a can opener. We die. <laughs> the chart takes up, like, most of the shelter. You don't really have very much yeah. food at all. Speaking of 70%, yeah. I also like the idea of someone at a high-level bean factory being like... Hold on, gentlemen. We're all about to be rich forever. Yeah. This like this wave's never gonna end. Seventy percent. Seventy percent of month. Are you kidding me? They finally figured out beans. Yeah. Beans are the way. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. It's the bean apocalypse. Uh, they just start chanting beans in the board of directors' office. <laughs> so beans are in like that. That maybe a little bit happened because NPR is the source, but they got this from a nonprofit industry group called USA Pulses. And pulse is a technical term for a dried bean, but like somebody at at least one bean group was like, look at this graph. This is amazing. Like that, that kind of oh. happened, I think, in the industry. Yeah. I'm going to put my feet on my desk yeah. for a whole afternoon. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me, did we used to have that bit? Where we would talk about how protractor sales, like how if you signed on in like September oh, for protractor right. sales, it was like holy shit, where everything's coming up protractors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's like, yeah, yeah. I think we, we made a, a protractor that, sketch. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I believe the sketch was in October where they're like tearing their hair out, going, "What's going wrong? Why? Why can't we maintain these protractor sales? We're riding high. Yeah. <laughs> I developed a cocaine addiction. I don't know what to do anymore." <laughs> It's your standard bean boom bust economy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also this group said that sales stayed 30% above average by June of 2020, 
which I, and maybe that overlaps with the Goya thing, but huh. actually it like at least some people ate their beans, I think. They didn't just stock I think them. it speaks to the bean. You eat the bean, you like the bean. You want a little I, bit of yeah, bean. The way yeah. I, I, think, I think some people are sticking around, reappreciating right. beans. I think humans are pretty simple. They're like, all right, got to buy these beans because, like, what if it's really bad and I just have to, like, live off beans? Okay, now beans are in my house. Might as well have some beans. And then you start cooking with beans. And then before you know it, you're like, beans are pretty good. I yeah. should buy more beans. <laughs> That that sweet seductive starch got him coming back for hey, more. Is what happened. Everything's go. got, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that uh, yeah. this leads into the next number here. Next number is four hundred sixty-five, and four hundred sixty-five is the average number of baked beans in one can of British Heinz brand baked beans. They're usually just labeled Heinz beans with a Z. See now. Heinz is a company that baffles me that they sell beans. I've all, I've known this before, mm-hmm. but I it's very hard for me to like reconcile all the products that fit under the Heinz banner. <laughs> primarily because of beans. I'm not kidding, it's not a bit. Cuz like they're selling soups and side dishes and stuff mm-hmm. and then they're like a bean factory also and I can't get my head around that. In the that. UK especially, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, the main it's bean because source. they they jump from like the condiment area of food. The fact that they right. have of something of substance, you're like, Heinz, get your hand off the the beans, man. <laughs> Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, Not a topic. yeah, 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 exactly. It's okay. like they were they they were in I mustard and I was sense. like, sure. But that- it is uh I my understanding is in the UK it's usually beans on toast. So it is kind of being used as a condiment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's like that's a, a jelly. They treat it total, like a breakfast jelly, like a savory mm-hmm. jelly. Yeah, a gravy. That's a totally separate nightmare that also upsets me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I just like I was okay with Heinz when they were ketchup and mustard, mm-hmm. and you know maybe relish if they wanted to get into that. Okay, once they're like, then, but now beans too. Also maybe buns, and here's a cow that we just labeled Heinz on the side. Uh-huh. I get a little bit upset about that. A little know? upset about Heinz. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little upset about. I that. I got a little company called uh, <laughs> Disney Marvel Pixar. I should introduce yeah, you to. Yeah. <laughs> if beans are your major concern, yeah, yeah. Heinz is too grasping for Adam. <laughs> yeah, they know there's power in those beans. They know it. <laughs> now I want them to be like Disney, Marvel, Pixar bushes. It's like what? Why did yeah. you? Know? Yeah. Why are you also beans now? It's happening again. Uh, why yeah. not? I... They're superfood. They renitrogenize the soil. Have you heard of the Three Sisters Farming Technique? <laughs> Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Bush. Come on. <laughs> There's 17,000 types. We got to really dig deep, guys, to get a piece of this action. Uh, that's well, also, I because in my brain, when I think of beans, I'm like, you never you don't see foods anymore, yeah, that are like where beans are like that's the whole meal. Like, you don't see as much of that as you did, like, even 30, you know, what I mean, like 30 years ago, right. like pork and beans or whatever is like that's a meal. Like, I feel like you see a lot less of that now. Now, beans are like a thing you get in the can to add to a food. Well, also, uh, yeah. maybe I'm yeah. really uh, anomalous, but I will definitely for lunch just open a can of beans, pour it in a bowl, microwave it, and eat. Beans. I've had beans for so a meal. I'll have bean meal. Mm-hmm. I think like, bean is meal. <laughs> <laughs> this brings us to the top of the flow chart, guys. Uh, look, yeah. <laughs> the, the deepest question. Uh, let me flip back topping, a couple of pages here. Meal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's real. Question mark. Yeah. Well, and the those Heinz baked beans in the UK, it's a super common, like, this is just a meal from the can. Here I go. And Mental yeah. Floss got that average number of 465 per can in the process of covering a thing that happened in 2019 where 
a British, uh, it's a, a, a community councillor in Bristol, England, went home to eat a can of beans, opened the Heinz can, and there was a total of one bean in it. It was just a bunch what? of fluid and what? one bean. It was the liquid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and yes. He, you know, like the company apologized immediately and stuff, but he got the the shocking surprise of like time for an entire meal and then one bean is floating there. That's it. Right. And just... then he sliced it into th- three pieces for his junkyard cat yeah. friends. <laughs> and they, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's literally what happens in like a Disney version of uh the Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, it's like well, like the poor family slices, slices one bean. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. But they completely oh, overlooked the upside, which is a delicious can of just like the hickory smoked brown sugar juice. I would just be <laughs> That's like, what I was be like say. I got the good can. Yeah, as soon as he opens it, he goes like, "Oh yeah," and he just slips yes. it all down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Finally, the bean. The Finally, bean this can. is what the product should have been always: Heinz yeah. baked bean singular." Yeah. Heinz baked bean. <laughs> Just like the slurpee of beans. Just pouring that into a chalice of some kind and (laughs) throwing it back. I don't know why. It's it's because it's like viscous, you know? It's one of the things. There's so many unsettling aspects of bean juice. It's a delicious sauce. I got no Mm. problems with the baked bean juice. (laughs) Maybe it's worth saying with this show that there's an entire world of wonderful bean meal traditions. And I think the way I do this, we're only going to talk about some weird things. Sure, Uh, sure. Because the the last number here is 1903. And 1903 is the first year that the U.S. Senate cafeteria served what is called Senate bean soup. And if people have heard the ham episode with Brockway and Sean Baby, they've heard this story. I'm aware of this, but, yeah. But uh, since it's also a bean soup, mainly, I, f- I figured we could talk about it now. <laughs> You're doubling down, <laughs> yeah. But they, every year since 1903, with only one day off because of World War II rationing, the Senate cafeteria has served a soup that is just ham hocks and beans with an onion and a little bit of seasoning. That's it. Really? And they're obsessed with it. They, really? they try to have it every time. And, and like, how is it received? Like, is it received pleasantly, or are they it's like, beloved? That's why okay. they can't get rid of it. I yeah. see. All right. Like, if I'm recalling the ham episode correctly, yeah. I, is it like an in joke? Is it like a subcultural like in joke? Because I know that those exist where it's like stanzas tradition. Yeah. Where it's like we can't get rid of that. We need to do it. It's not that people love it or order it all the time, but it's nice to have around, and it and it gives them the feeling of. Uh, constant continuity or, uh, yeah you know, i think if it was yeah. like gross though it would probably go away i bet yeah, it's pretty I, good yeah. i don't know man it's I, hot like, ham it, water with beans ham what do you want but in the the pictures i could find of it the bowl is sort of dressed up like a souvenir like i think it said senate bean soup on it like it's kind of it is mm-hmm. it's like abe was saying it's kind of a bit and kind of a oh you're here you should do the the souvenir soup from the senate cafeteria right. Right. More, less and less of a we always eat this because it's good. The most American thing I can think of because it's like nationalist in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. the same kind. It, it isn't that, but it's like in the same through lines. It's about camaraderie, about like we have such a high version in our minds of like what the union used to be and stuff like that. It's very uh, traditionalist American Americana. And also, it uh, there's like conflicting origin stories for it, but one of them is that a senator named Newt Nelson from Minnesota really, really liked bean soup when he served in the Union Army in the Civil War, 
and that's why he had them put it in the cafeteria. There it is. Like it's right. okay. there. It's actually now. Here we go. <laughs> if yep. the recipe dates back to Civil War battlefields, mm-hmm. I retract my statement. It's exactly. It's pretty- not about the beans at all. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like when you go to some like SeaWorld and you get the commemorative like Shamu cup. It's, yeah. it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Or like, for instance, I spent a month in China and there we went to this like, you know, back alley bar and they had snake venom shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like very clear, like blood mm-hmm. and like snake blood and venom shots. Uh, it's like the tour. This is for tourists to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was for tourists. You know, like they're not drinking it. They weren't sitting there pouring each other glasses of that. Snake I guarantee you that. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad the story you know? wasn't yeah. like, and I didn't have it and all my friends are gone uh like, <laughs> they, turned into, like they turned into snakes and slithered yeah, yeah. away into the night yeah. yes so they were captured yep that'd be so good yeah <laughs> just uh, to, to give a 30 minute story on a podcast <laughs> about how my friends are now snakes <laughs> because of a mis a, a misfortune that happened i would love you so much i would i know and i'm like not important more bean facts here we go uh look folks. <laughs> Not interesting. Uh, I agree. Get back to the yeah. beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want if, beans. If we might. Next thing here is a big trumpet sound for a big takeaway. Before that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like like really quiet and try and creep them out <laughs> it's just really boring because of jordan right not me because of both of you oh subscribe to jordan jesse go a comedy show for grown-ups well uh, and no joke we do have three big takeaways about beans so i think we can get into them and the first one is nice. pretty quick here we go into takeaway number one There is a simple scientific explanation for why some beans make us fart. Awesome. That is uh, not really a made-up thing. It's actually a thing going on. And, you know, we got to get straight into it, right? Beans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The musical yeah. fruit. I've been, f- I've been trying to find the right way to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad. Let's you talk about farts, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's spend a cool, cool seven minutes on farts right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if this is just a U.S. thing, but there was a song growing up about beans, beans, the musical fruit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's yep. the more you eat, the more you toot. 
was the rest of it? That is correct, sir. Yeah. The more you toot, the better you feel. So let's so eat beans at, at every, every meal. meal. Of course. Yes. yes. Oh. Which establishes what? clearly that beans are a meal. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Incidentally, yeah. it's enshrined. Uh, in you're right. Back all, you. songs, all songs are facts. You're right about that. <laughs> That's right. Adam finally gets it. All right. The Batmobile got away. Robin laid It seems he's wheeled away. Actually, one of the whiteboards because he decided he doesn't have to go into that. It seems we all are all in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. No. We all know the the common nursery rhyme, I guess. Yeah, and if your if your country out there doesn't have it, it's a U.S. thing, and and we all like that and the diarrhea song. Those were sort of the songs about mm-hmm. poop that we had as children. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all we had. Farting in but a we, we did it. We made do. <laughs> we made do. Literally. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> nice. And the Keats Wars here is a book I mentioned before. It's called Beans, A Global History by Natalie Rachel Morris. Very helpful for this whole show. Uh, she leads off by saying that most beans are, like, packed with all sorts of nutrients. They're, they're sort of up there with potatoes and being loaded with stuff that's good for you. They have protein, fiber, soluble fiber complex carbohydrates, vitamins, minerals, calcium. Uh, they also absorb in the bloodstream relatively slowly. So if you have diabetes or hypertension or anything like that, that is easier for you. They're an amazing food. And then also there's this thing that dried beans have, which is called an oligosaccharide. That's a specific type of carbohydrate sugar that the body needs to do special stuff to process. And so your gut processes oligosaccharides with special bacteria that use a fermentation process to break them down. That produces both hydrogen and methane. And then you you release it. That's why. That's what's going on. Isn't it interesting that in a way, your fart started life as the cumulative farts of because they are tiny living creatures Mm -hmm. and they're farting and their farts all go together to form the one big fart that comes Mm -hmm. out of you and Mm -hmm. we call that a fart the great fart if you will yeah (laughs) Yeah. for them the universal fart for us just a tiny little squeaker (laughs) yeah like it's their life story as bacteria is the journey of Mm -hmm. this fart and we're just like Mm -hmm. i hope nobody noticed i'm on a couch right great (laughs) <laughs> like right. Pixar, we got your next movie. It stars a little tiny sentient farts. Tiny yeah, a little farts. bacteria, a little yeah. gut bacteria. Yeah. Gets a big bean delivery, and you know what happens next. He's got to find his I, way home. I no longer crave soup. Uh, <laughs> you guys drove yeah, it out. We made out bean of me. soups. Wow, this conversation mm. took a turn. Yeah. I when I talked about that Senate soup in the ham episode, I did not focus on the beans and the farting. And wow. Now there's a different uh-huh. balance to the Senate. I can see why they take yeah. some of my days off. Boy, boy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we can break down chemically exactly why there's a real phenomenon where dried beans, so not like green beans and super fresh beans, but dried beans do make most people more gassy. And uh, it's also, since it's been understood for a while, there were a few scientists in the 1970s who tried to fix it. And there was a team at Berkeley led by food engineer Benito de Lumen who tried to develop a so-called clean bean that would be metabolized the same way as a fresh green bean. Uh, I, I, it's going to be like Pepsi, like Crystal Pepsi or something. Right, it's gonna be awful. Yeah, fix it implies there's yeah. a problem. Right, what's wrong with farting after yeah. you eat a nice uh, plate of beans? We, yeah, let ge- it out. We're, we're ge- genetically modified plants all the time. That's all of plants. 
Oh, I know. I'm just saying I don't have that don't desired that. outcome. It's not something I desire. Yeah. It's not like a bigger tomato or something like that. I don't that. want a clean bean. I'll take a big tomato. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> but a no farting bean? Get out of here. You enjoy the fart process. You enjoy That's part it. of the process. Yeah. Just, yeah, just the joyful looks you give each other as you're eating the beans, knowing, See, sometimes knowing what, <laughs> what will come later. My eyes are bigger than my stomach, and so I'm like, I'm going to eat this big plate of beans, and then I eat the plate of beans. <laughs> But then I'm too gaseous after. So I want to be able to dial it in, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, now, if they made beans where it was like, this is how much you'll fart. Yeah. Like, like they decaf, quantified yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, decaf, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah there is. Like, I, I understand. The other project I feel like was almost that. This is a British researcher named Colin Leakey who developed what he called the prim bean because it's more prim mm. and proper. It's very British. Right. Uh, wow. And it had low flatulence Jesus. properties. And he apparently sold a lot of them, but then demand just kind of went away. And I guess with all these projects, most people just kind of said, why bother? Like, let's just eat our beans. Like, yeah. Let's, it's just not, eat the beans yeah. and fart, and it's fine. You're not farting like a cartoon right. character where you're, like, taking off or something. You know, it's just normal. It's you not are. A, Don't yeah. tell me what I can do. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, all, yeah, like so many weekends got more boring after he sold that product, too. You know, it's mm. like, think of all the fun <laughs> yeah. that was lost. They didn't have a nightmare, man. At that time. I also feel like it draws more, it seems to draw more attention to it that you're like, oh, oh we bought the no fart beans. It's like, why are we talking about this? Just <laughs> right, eat right, your right. beans. Just eat the Sneak beans. Sneak your farts out and let's <laughs> not bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. You're, everyone's slowly going over to my side where it, everyone's lukewarm on beans. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that just like sprung to mind. Does, isn't the like flatulence uh, reducer like pro, like medical product called Beano? Yeah, Beano. Uh, you think so? Like, yeah, yeah I forgot that about that. Funny. Yeah. That's a wild, like, it's wild that It's like beans, a paste you eat that, that's supposed to make you fart less, yeah. And also that beans are putting up with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, like beans are like, beans are like. I guess this is how we have to, as an industry, we got to tolerate a product called beans. That's specific, no, yeah, that's specifically <laughs> right. defaming us. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, right. So many things cause gas in people. Right. 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 Broccoli. That's a real one. I mean, Cabin. we're pretty gassy all around, so we hate that about ourselves. It's just, a, yeah. it's just an aspect <laughs> of humanity. We're like, but God, just, wish we didn't have to do that. But you can imagine a situation where you're a bean farmer and your friend's like, you know, comes over like, oh, I'm going to buy some Beano. You just get it. You fly into a range. You're like, there's other products, you know, yeah. that do this. Gas-X. Yeah, it's a real, one, yeah, it's a real Larry yeah. David scene, you know, just like, hey, it's not just the beans, man. <laughs> it's not just the beans. <laughs> well, uh, I think we can go straight now into takeaway number two for the main show. Takeaway number two. The fava bean used to dominate half of the world and have a bunch of oh. myths about it. Half the world. Oh, man. Fava beans used to be an Where? enormous deal in Europe, Asia, and Africa. In a way, they are not today. Used to be kind of the main oh, yeah. bean. Is it like a Merlot situation where that where Silence of the Lambs just ruined the fava bean? Oh, no, it was way before that, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I doubt but that's a good question. That I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever eaten them. Like, I just know them as a movie reference mainly. Right. right. I've gone out of my way to eat them a couple times because of the movie. And they're just a bean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just an unassuming <laughs> like, bean. Does this 
go well with a Chianti? Uh, they're a nice, they're a nice, mild broad bean. Yeah, broad yeah. bean fava. Yeah, they're also known as the yeah. broad bean. That's right. And yeah, and they're fleshy and, and normal and fine. And and uh, Europe, Asia, Africa, they had chickpeas and lentils and things as well. But apparently, before the Colombian exchange, many of the beans that are are popular today, like green beans, black beans, pinto beans, lima beans, those were all in the Americas. And according to historian Ken Albala in his book, Beans, a History, is a whole different bean history book. He says that when the word bean is used in European texts prior to 1492, it is almost always referring to favas specifically. Because huh, that's all they had or 50 percent of it, at least. Yeah. Does anybody know what caused the decline of the favas? Yeah, basically the American beans were way more popular as soon as they showed up. Mm. People like people do eat fava beans, but they were just like flavor and variety was right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people's like like there's still plenty of people eating favas, but the American beans just super took off in the rest of the world. And so that's why they're not eaten so much. That's it. The competition of the beans. Yeah. But mm. there's there's evidence dating back to 6,500 BC of people gathering and eating fava beans. Like first, just wild. Apparently, people used to just snack on wild beans off of plants, and then mm, later we right. did agriculture and did it. So they're right. they're a very 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 long running food for you know several continents. So we've been farting forever. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. We gathered to eat. Yeah. Something that made us first. That provides my sense of continuity and history and legacy. <laughs> yeah. War never changes, right? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> changes, That's the fallout of this, I think, is that... Uh, Time is yeah. a flat circle, man. <laughs> what is... Uh, I wonder what's most dominant today. It's got to be the Pinto, right? That's a, that's a great question. I don't uh, actually know what the most popular bean the, is at all. Yeah. Like Most black beans? popular bean in world. <laughs> <laughs> chickpeas. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh, chickpeas. Okay. I believe it. Yeah. When with the the favas in the old world, the I mentioned myths about them. I, I find it really amazing that they were the main thing that people called a bean and people ate a bunch of them. But also there were a bunch of complex myths and religious practices that limited eating them. Uh, Atlas Obscura says that in ancient Rome, the priests of the god Jupiter were not allowed to touch fava beans because they were associated with death and decay. Right. Uh, and then also wow. ordinary Romans mostly only ate them at funeral feasts, which were called silicernum. Like you, were, you saw these incredibly common, popular, nutritious beans as mostly death beans, mostly funeral food. Yeah. I remember when we were doing small beans, like... At the beginning, we started. I started researching beans for no real reason. Just went down a hole. Oh, and I remember reading that Pythagoras, the the man who gave us the formula or the the theorem. The theorem. Uh, mm. You know, he hated beans. Like, had a very toxic relationship with beans. He'd see a bean plant and he would like tear it up and stuff. Very hateful of beans. Uh, like, are 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 <laughs> beans the kind of thing where like are they sensitive? What the way they're grown or whatever? Like, could you? Is it a high likelihood you could eat a toxic bean? Man. You know? That's a like, perfect thing to bring up because it turns out... We'll, we'll get into a few more myths, including Pythagoras, but also some historians believe that an actual genetic sensitivity to fava beans is why a bunch of myths sprung up, saying that they're bad and dangerous. Because uh, there, there's yeah. a genetic disorder called favism, 
And Atlas Obscura says it's more common in the Mediterranean than anywhere else in the world. And the myths mm. I've got here are Rome, Greece, and Egypt. Like, they're right there. Right. And people with favism develop hemolytic anemia from eating favas or from inhaling the pollen from the flowers of the plants. So they don't even have to eat it to get this thing. Just if there's a field of it, it could uh, kill them, potentially. Oh, well, there you go. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and apparently people with favism, uh, about one out of 12 of them die of it today, even with modern wow. medicine oh, and wow. science and everything else. So it's like it's like a really hardcore uh, genetic issue or sensitivity to these kind of beans. Not just a huh. silent fruit, a silent killer as well. <laughs> That's probably why Hannibal Lecter likes to eat those. You know what I mean? It's part of his ritual. Oh, I yeah. wonder if the author was like trying to play on that death death imagery. Although, who in the audience would they expect to be like, ah, fava beans, the bean of death? I see. How clever! <laughs> How clever! Yeah. I mean, no one, but but yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's the kind of like, reference. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of reference it is, though, right? Like that's the right. kind of you write it in your novel and then you sip your Chianti. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Feels like then we should just like eat like the the analogous thing would be if we went to funerals and ate big bowls of peanuts because <laughs> that's like yeah, that's the thing that still kills people mm-hmm. you know or is a scourge mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah it's interesting that it became mythological or they used storytelling to enshrine the idea of like yeah these beans aren't good don't don't have these beans sometimes around. it doesn't go well for you so like yeah be cautious. but let's turn it into a bunch of myths and yeah. legends i love that there's yeah. a bean demon yeah like like tons of people still ate them and then also there were these specific things where like in rome they were seen as a death bean and uh, a lot of uh, ancient egyptian dishes relied on them but then egyptian priests were not allowed to eat them because they were seen as specifically for sacrificing to the gods. And there's a record of the Pharaoh Ramses III sacrificing 12,000 jars of fava beans to the god of the Nile River. It sounds like Adam would have thrived in this environment of very specific rules around beans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sounds like your dream, man. I'm I'm just going to put it to you this way. There's no time where I don't do that great. You know, like I do pretty great most times. Uh, They're like, like, this bean is important, but you can't touch it. It's for God, but it makes us sick. Like these are very complicated relationships to beans. I'm just that Robert Redford nodding meme when I listen to this, like, mm. Mm. when I listen to this Egyptian story. <laughs> yeah. mm. From Jeremiah Johnson? Uh, is, yeah. that, is that what it's from? Yeah. 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 He's a Mike Mount man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say on your point, Mike, that I imagine that at some point, because of the risk, you have to, like, tell children. Mm. Like, hey, you know, like, like this is like, I'm, like, trying to think, like, why would you make up a myth or something like that about this, right? When it could just be a fact. And it's like, oh, well, this is the way that you educate generations about these kinds of problems, right? Is that you sort mm-hmm. of instill a, like, you, 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 you put that fact in this yeah. little story. I don't know. That, that, like that's that kind thing's of fun. bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, that's just yeah. kind of fun Yeah, we're to not imagine. superstitious enough. I wish we went around being, like, showing each other peanuts. Like, you showed me a peanut? You want me to die? Like, that's a symbol of death and decay. <laughs> I have to bury a garlic clove and, like, stay unclean yeah, yeah, for seven exactly. days? Yeah. <laughs> In this modern age. When the, and then the last myth here, because Abe mentioned Pythagoras, and uh, this topic kind of brings in other episodes, but if people have heard the Triangles episode, we talked about how Pythagoras may or may not have been real, but there was definitely a school around him and followers of him. But either way, the Pythagoreans specifically had a bunch of beliefs about 
like uh, fava beans being bad. Uh, he forbid his followers from eating them or from touching them. And they also believed that uh, they had a connection to Hades and the underworld because the flowers of the plants have a black color to them. And so they thought it was like sprouting from the land of the dead kind of thing. And then also other Greeks did not feel this way and just ate a bunch of fava beans and would like make fun of the Pythagoreans for this belief. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, are they sort of the... Was that like a cult in that time? Is that the idea? It was like a big cult. It was like a cult and a philosophical school, and they discovered okay. a bunch of amazing stuff about music theory. I like to think okay. it's a bu- bunch of people are like really into angles, and we're like, yeah, dude, our angle king, we stand by him. Yated <laughs> beans. We, we gotta sport beans. the, yeah. you know, we gotta sport the merch. We gotta like, so they. It was a walk of life, you know. It was a way to be. And uh, when other people are like, look at these bean idiots over here, they get they get a little bullied sometimes. Yeah, makes sense. Just for fun. You guys stuff. have a. You, you guys go ahead and calculate a hypotenuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you can't, you can can't. you? Yeah. Enjoy your beans. <laughs> You'd be helpful right now. No, they don't the eat the beans, Adam. Are you listening? <laughs> well, that's that's them telling a different call. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because yeah. I imagine there's many bean related, like like kind of like a warriors situation. The movie The Warriors. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a bunch bean of bean gangs. clubs, and they're all like, "That's." When I imagine ancient, you know, Greece or Rome or whatever this is. <laughs> it was just a bunch of like-minded individuals right. roaming around being like, we hate beans. Well, we like math. Fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> like, we, we all have our own things. Then, <laughs> yeah. Just walking around the streets, really. Going to bathhouses. Doing weird Roman <laughs> That's history, baby. Yeah. That's history, baby. Look, I teach history at USC. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Well, uh, it's like a variety show. Yeah, it's like the Rome variety show. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, there's uh, we can jump to the modern day with one more takeaway for the main episode. Takeaway number three: beans have the potential to be a pivotal plant in the fight against climate change. And this is all beans, not just favas. We're back to all the beans. But they could be uh, incredibly important, even for being a regular plant, because because all of them help. And beans and rice together provides full protein. Uh, yeah. It, like as meat becomes more difficult or scarcer, if uh, climate change takes us down that road, mm-hmm. I could see rice and beans becoming much more relied upon. So that's cool to hear that beans are also helpful to grow, like helpful growers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're such a powerful and cheap and easy to do protein plants that just in that basic way yeah. we probably need more beans no matter what there's a lot of people and then another way they could help is that apparently it's easy to make them more climate change resistant or at least more heat resistant in 2015 scientific american covered an announcement by a team of scientists that said they bred 30 new varieties of beans that are heat resistant they said that the new heat tolerant beans could withstand a global temperature increase of four degrees fahrenheit and wow. uh, apparently we're looking at a situation more where it's like more than we can. <laughs> yeah, kind of. We'll all be dead and the yeah. beans will rule the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Just bean stalks like filling the cities. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the scientists said that more than 400 million people across the developing world depend on beans as part of the, the like making their diet happen. But they also said that the area suitable for growing beans could drop 50% by 2050 because of global warming. 
But if these new beans can withstand a rise of three degrees Fahrenheit, which is less than they're graded for, then that would take the amount of land loss from 50% to 5%. I know that was a lot of numbers, but it's exciting. No, but that makes sense. But the gist is the beans can hang in there as things get worse and worse. Yeah, Yeah. maybe we can keep it up. Yeah. Hmm. And probably do even more if that if other plants can't you know handle it you know so that that might it's be gonna way to go. save some. And if lives. at any point we do decide to curb global warming, <laughs> oh boo! Very casually, the beans gonna... will sort of the beans can see us through that turn. Yeah, it's gonna save a lot of lives. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beans, wow. the silent killer and the silent savior. Savior. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Wow. Beans, the loudest savior. It's like I'm just just seeing one of them in a Rosie the Riveter, like, you know, bandana yeah. saluting Unfortunately, us, you know? though, when everyone converts to eating beans all the time, then the farts create more global warming. It's a whole, mm. like, cycle. Ah. It's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Saved by the bean, killed by the bean. <laughs> Live by the bean, die by the bean. Why do you think I have that tattooed across my throat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a... Uh... That's why. It's real, yeah. It's a real conundrum. A real and then on my lower back, it just says, Bean is meal. Yeah. Oh, I thought it said bean life. Oh, uh, bean life. No. Used to say bean life. I got it you cut yeah. tattooed yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. That's good. We were all real that's nervous good. to ask about those. So that's good. That's good to. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He shows them to me every chance he gets. <laughs> I kept saying, It'll come out naturally. It'll come out naturally. And it did. <laughs> When the the one other way, there's been an amazing study done where they sort of estimated what beans could do for us with climate change and with emissions if the United States replaced all of its beef with beans. Oh, wow. If we made that single change. It's only one letter off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so close no, already. No, it isn't. It's two. Yeah, it's two. B- oh, no, my lower back tattoo. <laughs> It says B E E N is M E E L. Bean is me. That's such a stupid joke. But uh, but yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah, with the yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. That would be smart. Much smarter. It's like comparing thing that takes the most water, the most resources in order to create per you know gra- gram of beef. Yeah, versus right. per gram of, you know, beans. It's like one of the best. And I guess what I'm saying is the good news to me is that a bean is not that undelicious. Like if right. if if yeah, the apocalypse right. is I have to stop eating beef and I have to eat beans instead, it could have been way worse. It could have yeah, been yeah. like yeah. you just have to eat these dry, dusty wafers and that's right. like all that food is, you know. Yeah, the really yeah. Beans Brazilian are good. uh seeds, things like, you know, maize and and beans, it's, I feel very lucky that I like them because that's what we're gonna get more of. <laughs> right? It's yeah, that will meals. be the affordable food. Yeah, it's tasty beans. Yeah, we eat them on purpose. They're good. It's like we eat more of the l- things that have been staples for thousands of thousands of years, yes. like rice and beans and potatoes and stuff. Yeah, right. amazing. Right. There's a recent study. It was covered in an amazing article by James Hamblin in the Atlantic in 2017. But there was a study by Dr. Helen Harwat, who is an environmental nutrition researcher. She led a whole team of researchers who ran the numbers on what if the United States just switched from eating beef to eating beans? 
So no other changes. There's still dairy. Like like we we drive the same things. We do absolutely nothing else about emissions. And they ran these numbers, and then they put them up against um, President Obama's 2009 announcement of a goal for reducing U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 2020. And when they ran these numbers, the researchers estimated that this one change could accomplish anywhere between 46 and 72 percent of that Obama goal. All on its own. If we just switched, if we just stopped eating beef and started eating that amount of beans instead, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty good. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's like a few different layered reasons. Uh, And if you've heard the cattle episode with Katie Golden, uh, cows do not fart, but they burp a whole bunch of gases that contribute to climate change. So there'd be less of that. It does make a dent. Yeah. And then also we grow a lot of our bean crops just to feed livestock. And so those could start being eaten by people instead. And then also, we also clear cut a lot of forests to make new grazing room for cattle. So we do less of that. Like there's some stacking things where we could do like they're estimating like half or more of what the goal was for that climate change uh, emission reduction uh, by just having more beans. Yeah, that's it. I'll do it. So cancel. (laughs) So no more cows, right? We're anti-cow. Well, dairy. He said there was still dairy. Yeah. Oh, there's still dairy. I was, so, I was trying to read it really closely because I believe there would still be dairy. Just none of like the, the article said we'd still eat cheese, for example, and I don't think they meant goat cheese. I don't think their argument was march all the cows into the sea. No more cows. <laughs> no more cows. Yeah. <laughs> but just the... Because yeah. it takes so much energy and effort to raise a cow to be killed to be eaten as meat Mm -hmm. exactly do less that's why i only eat veal less energy has been you know input (laughs) less time get it technically not wrong it's more conscionable it just seems like the right thing to do to me (laughs) (laughs) environmentally moral (laughs) yeah and they they also say we would just have more land because apparently if you free up the cattle that we're eating and also the beans that are going toward feeding them, this would free up almost 700,000 square kilometers of U.S. cropland, which is about 42% of all U.S. cropland. Would now be stuff wow. we can use wow. anyways. Yeah. It's, a, it's yep. an astonishing right. estimate. That's right? a real number. Like, you could right just there. completely remake the United States if you switched to right, beans. Right, right. The real thing that's profound to me in that is just how much we use, how much land we use for meat, you know, based products. Yeah. Uh, All in that. That's pretty crazy. Uh, And and this change is kind of inevitable, right? Like, like one way or the other, it's a change we're going to have to make. It's going to be. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, we're going to see how wealth. That's a, well, such a uh, large yeah, conversation. Yeah, I think it will become, this is a whole broader <laughs> thing yeah. than beans, but I think the wealthy will keep eating beef and mm-hmm. it will become a status symbol. So if That's what wealth I distribution yeah, yeah, yeah. goes different, I think that is a world that, we, you know, and I think that that's a preferred world because we're saving the environment while we're also redistributing wealth. But that's a political, you know, this thing, yeah. a political podcast. But I think it could absolutely go uh I, I do think most peop, most of the science is behind the idea that meat's about to get more expensive in general in as a fifty trend. years, yeah. without question. Yeah, yeah. And I love I love the idea we found that you get to switch to beans and that and they taste good. Mm-hmm. Right, like we already like them. <laughs> it's really cool. Except Adam, though. 
Oh no! Well, and I the senators, the senators' soup will lose half of its ingredient. Like it'll just be oh, bean water now. It'll just be <laughs> water. We know one gentleman who will be happy. I mean, a good black bean soup that's just the only ingredients are like black beans and spices and water. Have you ever had a really cracking black bean soup? Oh my god! Yeah, that's great. Really that's right on my chart. It's good stuff. Uh, as yeah. a thing I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Adam's now like I was always in. the pocket of the I was bean. always down with beans. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel that I've been clear about this point. It's just <laughs> many places beans are, they shouldn't be. But not all. Uh, okay, so it's... Yeah. But like, yeah, I just... Way to get your way around that argument, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I did, Abe. I was sneaky. You like that? Yes. Yep. And, but we know. And, and, and in conclusion, to just read it right off Michael's body, bean is meal. Right? <laughs> like, it's just a bean. It's meal. <laughs> it's meal. In conclusion. <sighs> That is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Abe Epperson and Adam Ganser and Michael Swaim for all piling into one Zoom full of beans with me. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the little-known astronaut Alan Bean and the mission Apollo 12. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of almost five dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring beans with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, there is a simple scientific explanation for why some beans make us fart. Takeaway number two, the fava bean used to dominate half of the world and have a bunch of myths about it. And takeaway number three, beans have the potential to be a pivotal plant in the fight against climate change. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Patreon.com slash smallbeans. Abe Epperson and Adam Ganser and Michael Swaim make a ton of great podcasts there. Swaim also makes stuff with IGN.com. Links to all of that, plus me and Michael's former podcast, Kurt Vonnegut. Those links are teed up for you in the show links. Or again, you can just punch in patreon.com slash smallbeans. I, I hope it's very easy to remember the name smallbeans after an entire bean podcast. I would think you can. Great job. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. And lots of books went into this one. One of them I I especially enjoyed. It's called Beans, A Global History. It's by Natalie Rachel Morris, who is a food systems instructor at Arizona State University. Another book I leaned on in particular for fava bean information is titled Beans, A History. So not Beans, A Global History, just Beans, A History. And that's by University of the Pacific historian Ken Albala. Leaned on tons of articles, too, in particular from Scientific American and from the writer James Hamblin at The Atlantic. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken, Unshaven by The Budos Band. 
Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show about the astronaut Alan Bean. And thank you to all of our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>